Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to the show on this Monday. We have statements to get to, and we're going to go all over the board, including we're going to celebrate an anniversary on statements. But... A rare Monday appearance, gentlemen, by our friend from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Department, the Scoop Podcast. He is Darren Doogie Wolfson. The Patrick Peterson press conference is coming up for him in a few minutes. And so he just, he wanted to jump on right away uh, so that we can uh, indulge in a little gopher basketball coach speculation here. Doogie, what do you know? Start us off hot here. Let's do this. Absolutely. Good morning, gentlemen. I recorded a podcast on Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Sam Mitchell was among my guests on that podcast on Saturday. I get done recording. AJ does a great job posting it immediately after. It's available by, you know, 5 or 6 o'clock on Saturday. My phone then blows up with all sorts of new information. So here's what I can tell you. Ben Jacobson, longtime Northern Iowa coach. The Minnesota job appeals to him. Big time. I don't think he would leave for many jobs. He would leave Northern Iowa. He loves it down there, but he would leave Northern Iowa if offered the Gophers job. I am told he interviewed up here this weekend. So he interviewed in person Mark Coyle, presumably President Joan Gable as well, was part of those conversations. So, you know, as this thing starts to get whittled down, when you bring a candidate to town, that is meaningful. But the pressure still exists for Mark Coyle to hire a non-Caucasian. If he goes that route, remember the name Ben Johnson. Now, I've known Ben for a number of years. There's a lot of silence there, but I can just tell you, there's a lot of people working on Ben's behalf to push his name forward. Former DeLaSalle High School star, played in college for the Gophers and Northwestern, former Gophers assistant, current lead assistant at Xavier, He's also coached on Tim Miles' staff in Nebraska. He actually coached on Ben Jacobson's staff at Northern Iowa. So Ben Johnson has paid his dues. Would it be a pretty sizable jump, lead assistant Xavier, to Big Ten head coach? It would be, but he has a lot of people. I'm telling you, he has a lot of people pushing his name forward. I do think he could gain a good amount of talent via the transfer market for next year. He also has a lot of established relationships already with 2022 kids. So let's say you bring in Craig Smith, because Craig Smith, I'm told, will interview in person as soon as today. Now, Craig has relationships here in town. He's a Minnesota native. He's the Utah State head coach. But Craig would have to do some catching up on guys like Cam Heidi of YZ, Prince Olegbe of Minnehaha Academy, Trey Holloman of Creighton Durham Hall, Damarian Watson of Totino Grace. Braden Carrington of Park Center, the 2022 class in Minnesota, a Johnny Lee of Byron. The 2022 high school class here in Minnesota is as good and deep as any in recent memory. I think Ben Johnson could hit some home runs with the 2022 Minnesota kids. So the more I think about it, the more I hear Ben Johnson's name being pushed forward, I'm starting to think Ben Johnson has a realistic chance. But the three names I would keep an eye on, Ben Johnson, Ben Jacobson, Craig Smith. I'm told Mark Coyle has interest in talking to Kenny Payne, the former Kentucky assistant, the current New York Knicks assistant. He works under Tom Thibodeau with the Knicks. 
but that the Knicks are reluctant to allow him to interview. Maybe that eventually happens. John Calipari, I'm told, was going to reach out to Mark Coyle or already has on Kenny's behalf. That's another name to keep an eye on. I also think maybe Nico Medved, you know, the Colorado State coach, you know, he's got ties here to Minnesota. You know, I think maybe there's a chance on him, but the three names I would surely keep an eye on, Jacobson, Johnson, Smith. So Dukes are at this point with the success of their teams and what they figure to make and jobs that they could be in line for are Potter Mosier and um, Mussey probably out as far as realistic options that we can talk about. I was told Moser doesn't have interest in the Minnesota job. Maybe DePaul appeals to him. Maybe Marquette appeals to him. But Porter Moser, you know, from from all indications, will not be the next Gophers coach. Credit to him. I mean, who knows? He might be playing for a while. I actually think they have a realistic chance, a real realistic chance to get to the Final Four. I like their chances to win the next couple games. So he won't even be free, or I guess he could interview via Zoom. But he's so focused on on the task at hand. But But short answer is I don't foresee Porter Moser having interest in the Gophers job. On Musk, the buyout is $5 million. He can make more money staying at Arkansas. I think he eventually parlays, you know, and, and they have a good chance to make a nice run here. You know, I think he'll he'll parlay this run into a raise to stay in Fayetteville. If not there, maybe Arizona, if Arizona eventually opens up. But, yeah, unfortunately, as, as special a place as Minnesota has in Musk's heart, He's he's not going to be the next Gophers coach. You know, uh, Porter Moser, I, I, so I did fill out a bracket this year. Uh, I'm contemplating just not filling out a bracket because I just I just want to watch the game sometimes. But the, the real prism through which I'm watching this tournament is anyone who could be even a peripheral Gopher coach candidate, I'm rooting for them to lose by 20. Like, when, when, when Musselman and Porter Moser, when these guys make runs to the Sweet 16 and they're making national headlines, it's like their price tag goes up $500,000 with every good half, I feel like, uh, and becomes much more out of range for the Gophers. I think well, you I'll can give you for a good sure name in that regard. Guys. Phil, I'll give you a name. And this name hasn't been out there, and, and he's not going to be the next Gophers coach, but Wayne Tinkle, the head coach at Oregon State. So he used to coach at Montana. He's under the same representation umbrella as Craig Smith, that agency represents a bunch of of potential head coaching candidates. I heard early on in the process there was there was some interest. I don't know if it was more his agent pushing Tinkle's name forward or if Coyle had interest. But at this point with Oregon State now in the Sweet 16, Wayne Tinkle is not going to be the next Gophers coach. But that's one example. On the flip side, Brian Dutcher and San Diego State got their butts kicked by Syracuse in the first round. And like three weeks ago, as recently as three or two weeks ago, I actually would have made Brian Dutcher the betting favorite. I'll be curious to hear the fallout. There just isn't any Dutch steam. Now, do I think there's been contact, whether it's his agent or Dutch himself with Mark Coyle? I do. So I think there's a lot more to that story. What exactly is going on there? But I can just tell you, as I sit here on Monday morning at 10, 15 a.m. Central, there just isn't any Brian Dutcher steam. Dukes, last thing, uh, since you're joining us, Vikings team from uh, the past few days, they obviously made you know a couple splashes last week, uh, not much since. Is there anything in relation to, let's see, important positions? Guard, uh, safety, defensive end, perhaps? Well, they have interest in Will Parks. They put a waiver claim in on him, the former Eagle and Bronco. They tried to sign him, actually, this time last year. Yep. You know, so their interest goes back a while. I'm told there was contact with his representation as recently as Friday, but they haven't made him an offer. But that's one safety that's absolutely on their radar. I also have heard of a tackle. I don't want to say the name right now, but a tackle that there's been dialogue, his camp and the Vikings. But at this point, the, the Vikings just don't have the cap space to sign him. Interesting. Mm. All right, Dukes, we'll, we'll let you get to the rest of your workday, but thank you for coming in and uh, dropping some nuggets for us to now riff on for the next five hours. This will be great. You got to fill in Judd. And you know what? When I say they don't have the cap space right now, like this next wave of free agency will change pretty quick where guys will become desperate. Right. I was going to so say this player, his representation may be asking for a bit too much right now. Yep. That could change. Pretty darn quick. Could also, this- the Vikings are having ongoing talks about extending Harrison Smith. Yeah. So if they extend Harrison Smith, they can create some more cap space here in 2021. So 
that part of the story could change pretty quickly. Could this possibly be a tackle that they pursued in the past? I'm not sure on that. Let's okay. text on that. I'm not entirely okay. wow. positive. Okay, we'll take it off. We'll take wow. it off. We'll take it offline, as the kids like to say. You That's guys. fine. But also, I mean, until Orlando Brown Jr. is traded, yep. we need to keep talking about him because the Vikings absolutely have interest in the Baltimore left tackle. And they should. Yeah. Thanks, Dukes. Great yeah. stuff. Amen. All right, yeah. Doogie. That's Darren Doogie Wolfson, our friend from the Scoop Podcast and from Five Eyewitness News. He brings inside information about your favorite local sports teams. Yeah. And Doogie Today, gentlemen, is presented by our friends. They are back with us here. Dennis Kirk. Thank you, by the way, to uh, Dennis Kirk for supporting us during a pandemic year last year. We hope that we have supported them. The best thing you guys can do as an audience is support our sponsors and download the Score North app. Uh, Those are probably the two biggest things you can do. So Dennis Kirk, it's been a long winter. It's been a long year. Uh, but motorcycle season is just about back here. And if you're like us, you're dying to, well, if, if you're like Declan and I, mm-hmm. you're dying to be outside. I don't think Judd's dying to be outside. No, Judd, Judd loves the indoors. I spent the entire weekend inside. God. On my couch. See? In fact, so I got a statement like, about it. If you're like Declan and I, you like to get outside. You Nothing like to enjoy riding. the weather. Riding's great. I'm all for it. Whatever you, whatever you ride, a Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, sport bike, you name it, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. DennisKirk.com. That's DennisKirk.com. Let's do a dive in here. Maybe, and maybe we can blend. Maybe we can just start statements now, which we do every Monday, and start reacting to all of the things Doogie just threw out, Judd on the gopher coaching search. A lot of interesting nuggets. You start wherever you want to, my friend. Off of that or th- statements that off of the tournament, which I also have because. No, mm. let's, let's, let, let's, I got a bunch of reactions off what Doogie reported there on the gopher. Okay, go with that search. then. Let's start with that. Yeah, your shows. What do you okay. want to do? Go, go for it. Sure. Declan, why don't, why don't you, uh, why don't you go back to North Carolina? Okay, we'll do. The biggest I'll bring it. Biggest AJ, hey, it's AJ. Hey, yeah, come AJ on. AJ was fantastic. <laughs> AJ did a great job. I'm going to tell you right now, rock star, uh, rock yeah, star. The, the, and he got, and by the way, on a Saturday, he got that scoop posted immediately. Uh-huh. I don't know. Everybody gets it posted as quick as our guy, AJ did. No, the fastest podcast poster in the land. AJ Frederick. For sure. <laughs> he walks into the bar. He's got the six shooter podcast kit going. Oh my God. So, all right. All right. Statement number one, Ben Johnson is appealing because he has such ingrained roots into Minnesota's uh, high school basketball scene. But this is a long statement, but I worry that he doesn't have enough experience as a head coach. I'm not that interested in an experiment for this program. So I guess my statement is I'm very torn on Ben Johnson being potentially the leading candidate for this job. Like the, the logic might be, well, he knows the scene better than anyone else. He's got connections with all the Minnesota high school players. And he was essentially Richard Patino's surrogate to all these high school coaches and yep. and players. Yep. So from that standpoint, I'm here for it. But from the standpoint of he's never led a room like that before. He's ne- like look at look at the coaches that are winning games in the NCAA tournament and the command that they have and the respect. Right. Like I would almost rather start from a place of a guy who's coached before than a guy who hasn't. So I'm torn on this. Okay, statement two off of that. Ben Johnson, however, makes a ton of sense because I think if our expectation is the golfers are actually going uh, to pay a competitive dollar for this head coach, we are naive. You you just, I mean, we're in a pandemic. You, you just dropped, and I don't care how you feel about him, you dropped three men's minor sports. You don't have lot, lots of cash. You basically made a coaching move because the team, your basketball team, absolutely positively went in the proverbial toilet. Um, I think to I think to believe that, that there's going to be an Indiana-like move here because those boosters will pay. Like, they're going to pursue top names, um, and I don't know if it'll be a success, Phil, but they are going to get a coach who we say, oh, they've got a chance. Um, the Ben Johnsons of the world make a lot of sense here partially because of the fact that I think we have to be realistic about what the golfers are going to, or, or what what the school is going to approve paying, not the golfers, a new basketball coach. 
Also worth noting, I mean, diversity is a major subject right now when it comes sure. to like the last 15 years of, of prominent hires. It's just a lot of white people. And I think if there's two candidates that are, you know, all right, we could hire this person, this person, um, give a person of color a chance in Ben Johnson. So I, I would I would put a feather in that cap, too. Some of the other names that, that – so Ben Jacobson, let's talk about him for a second because that was the first name that Doogie threw out, a guy that has – I don't think we've really heard his name up until the last couple of days now, and Doogie's reporting. So Ben Jacobson's been at Northern Iowa for 15, 16 seasons. Early on, like in the 2008, 2010 range, he won the conference two years in a row. They went to the Sweet 16 in 2010 out of the Missouri Valley Conference, which is, which is a really sneaky good basketball conference. The last few years have been very meh at Northern Iowa. So 14 and 16, 16 and 16, 16 and 18 popped up last year, 25 and six and won the conference again with a 14 and four conference record. Again, a tough conference. And there was no NCAA tournament held. Then this year they dipped back way under 500 and we're back to rebuilding. And so uh, I don't know what that means, but like if you can't dominate the Missouri Valley Conference, I don't know if it's just an automatic, like, yeah, hire the guy because he wants the job. So I, I don't know that I would just, I don't know that I would vault 15-year head coaching veteran Ben Jacobson over Ben Johnson just because of experience. Um, but he has had some success. It's been a while since he's had regular success at Northern Iowa. Interesting candidate. Does Craig Smith excite you? Because I think that's a problem. That's probably a guy, he wouldn't be probably the definition of cheap, but he is a guy because he's from here who you could probably convince to come back here. Yeah, boy, um, I don't know enough about him. I can't say that I've watched Utah State enough to to have a really strong opinion on him. I've actually this is good. I've actually watched a lot of Missouri Valley Conference basketball the last ten or fifteen years. It's a fun conference to watch on a Saturday if there's nothing going on. Well, Creighton, right? On. Creighton was in it. Creighton, yeah, Wichita State. Yep. Um So, so I don't know enough about Craig Smith to have a really strong opinion. I'm a little surprised at the lack of Brian Dutcher steam, as Doogie put it. I thought that was going to be at least a no-brainer to be in the mix. It sounds like he's not even really getting an in-person interview at this point. I don't think, you know what, I don't think a guy who's his age excites you. He's, what, 62 or so. You're always such an ageist. You're always such an ageist. I'm an ageist. But, I don't know what your problem but, is. But, I mean, if you're looking at, look, sports is skewed young now, right? Like coaches, it's skewed young. And if you look at Dutch, you know, he's in his 60s. Um, I, I think the most important question becomes this. And it was uh, Patino was a young guy, but it was his weakness is, can you identify with the kids and recruit the state? Like that becomes to me easily the most important thing. And is a 62-year-old guy who's been coaching for a long time uh, and he's and, and the Dutcher name means a lot to me because his dad was coach when I was a kid, and you guys have certainly heard of him. But if you're a high school basketball player here, and by the way, since he's left, the the world of basketball in the state has changed completely. Like it's gone from there are no Division One players to holy bleep, there's like 12 of them now. Um, is that name going to excite kids? Hey, guys, I'm a 62-year-old. My dad coached here. Come play for the Gophers. Like I think, I think the old guard like me says Brian Dutcher, his dad coached here, and his dad was a pretty no. good coach. I think the eighteen-year-old kids like so big deal. Yeah, yeah, and and actually, the more that we sort of talk this out, so a couple more statements here. This is statements Monday. I'm Mackie and Jen. I think so. First part of the statement: there will be no perfect candidate. All right, this is this is a program that this is a program that even if you count the years that that had violations in the 90s, they've only been to the tournament 14 times in school history. In fact, here's a list of other programs that have been to the NCAA tournament more often than the Gophers. Davidson, Iona, Weber State, Murray State, Texas El Paso, Alabama Birmingham, Western Kentucky, Pennsylvania, St. Joseph's, like yeah. so many just sort of men. Now, some of these, you know, Western Kentucky, for instance, you know, long ago they were, um, they popped up. In fact, didn't Clem Haskins help break the color barrier at Western Kentucky, right? Yep. So it's just like, it's, it's not a program that's going to just immediately, you're not going to just get like a blue chip candidate, perfect candidate that's going to come in here and save the day. Even when Tubby Smith came here 12 years ago, or whatever it was, 
was like at first it was like oh my god tubby smith's coming here we've made it and then it was like why is tubby smith coming here what's the deal with tubby smith coming here and then we kind of is he retiring on the job (laughs) is he sleeping on the bench right what's he doing (laughs) so so there will be no perfect candidate on the ben johnson front he's 39 40 years old he can still sort of relate and speak the language of younger people in their teens and 20s i think he has a better chance i think he has a better chance to sort of create an identity and portray Minnesota basketball through the gopher basketball program. Yes. And that's been one of my biggest beefs with this program. It's like, they've had some pop-up success here and there with Tubby and with Richard Pitino. Uh, but like, how would you, in, in one sentence to an outsider, how would you explain the gopher basketball brand? You know, what is the gopher basketball brand? It doesn't even exist. It's like, it's just a, it's a, it's a collection of patchwork transfers like every year. Was. And outsiders, yeah, yeah like it's the same exact what thing. Is what is it? Like at least PJ Fleck can say row the boat, right? Like our brand is row the boat. We yeah, we he's developed the brand. through adversity. Yes, you know w- Wisconsin basketball can tell you. Listen, we play grinded out defense, and we have fundamentals down cold, and we're yeah. boring, but yeah. we win. We're boring, but we win. Is Wisconsin's brand? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of the bigger programs, Kentucky. We're the one and done factory. You want to play in the NBA after your freshman year? We are the place for you. You know, there needs to be a brand for Gophers basketball that makes sense and connects with the local kids. And Ben Johnson, even if he's not an experienced, perfect candidate, probably has the best chance to create or portray that Mm -hmm. early on, unless you can get a guy like Eric Musselman. But if those guys are out of your league, Ben Johnson's probably the best of this bunch, even with some of the flaws and potential red flags. And I I was going to say, too, I think the important thing here on Ben Johnson is, is this. I think we need to – so he might be young, and I have no clue if in-game he is a great coach, like a, a strategy guy, I don't know. But I think we need to to develop the brand that you're talking about. We probably need to think of this a little bit backwards and think the most important thing is not can you coach in-game because ho- hopefully you're just a smart guy, and if you have flaws there, you'll learn from them. most important thing is – can you recruit the state? Can you recruit? Because if you can't get the kids, it doesn't matter. Like if you're always saying, yeah, we went to Pitt again to get a player who played two years and it's going to be good. That's not how this is supposed to work, especially in a basketball-rich state now. So if I'm Coyle, I guess my thought process is, can I get a guy here who's going to identify with the kids, who can get them here, and then, you know what, Phil, if it takes two years or something where there's some sketchy in-game coaching decisions made, but he's a smart guy and improves there, I think I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to develop the brand, because basketball in this town or in the state has changed so much, what's going to develop the brand is if I suddenly keep the majority of kids home, that's going to give me a big edge. And I'm not saying the entire uh, class of kids here. But if you hit on the right ones, and if you get that, so if the superstars are still, for now at least, going to go to, you know, Duke, Gonzaga, for now, but I hit on the whole next rung of kids, I'm in good shape. And if that takes a coach who, okay, for a year or two, you should have called a timeout there, in that sport, I think I would take the recruiter and hope that the coach himself, as far as what he's doing within the confines of the game, Develops on the job. I also don't, I just don't think what what Richard Patina was doing toward the end, which is, you know, 80 to 90% of the roster was guys from outside the state. I don't think that's a scalable solution for recruiting when you're not one of the top programs in the country. So like your solution for recruiting is we're going to scour the earth. We're going to go, we're going to go to the South. We're going to go to the West. We're going to go to New York, right? It's like, all right, well, if your recruiting radius is literally from coast to coast and you're not Kentucky or Duke, what are you really, what are you really specializing in? How, how can you even, how can you maximize that strategy? If you start with within the borders here and every year, like you just said it, I mean, every year, the last five or six years, it seems like there's eight, nine or 10 in state high school basketball players that are on the top 500 national recruiting list. And if you don't get the guy that's at the top, can you get four of them that are in the top 150 or 200? And now you've sort of branded your program. Hey, the coach, Ben Johnson, is from the state of Minnesota. 
and he played basketball at the University of Minnesota after he transferred from Northwestern for two years. And the bulk of the roster is the best players in Minnesota high school basketball, right? Like now you've got something that you can actually build on as opposed to, well, we just, uh, we're going after Mashburn's kid over here. Like if we have a choice between Mr. Basketball in or, New York or transfers, and a really, right? Exactly. We got eight transfers coming and it's going to be fantastic. Well, actually it's not, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel sustainable. Nope. So Dex, what, what do you got? You, you're bringing a tweet into the mix. It looks oh, like. yeah. Well, I was going to bring all my statements for this weekend are obviously my statements from my trip to North Carolina. So I, I, I have weekend statements from all in the encompassing from the airport to when I was there to when I came home. So so I, I was going to go with that go in that route. But I just want to make a point on the Gopher head basketball coach that I'm watching Paul Mills at Oral Roberts. You guys ever heard of Paul Mills? He's the head coach at Oral Roberts who has his team in the Sweet 16. So we're talking yeah. about guys that, you know, and there's a high profile of guys and, and Ben Jacobson from Northern Iowa had a similar run when they beat Kansas a couple. And, uh, that was now ten years ago, I should say. But do, does it really matter a whole lot? Because Paul Mills right now just upset Ohio State and has his team in the Sweet Sixteen. I'm not saying the head coach is completely irrelevant, but Paul Mills at Oral Roberts University is two wins away from a Final Four. But this is a one time. Yeah. But this is probably a one time thing, which is great. It's a fun run. But we're talking about actually look. Again, it always comes back to this, and it's the most frustrating thing, but it's the best example. For the golfers, when it comes to men's basketball and football, be Wisconsin. Just be Wisconsin, which means sustainable success that that you might have a down year, but for the most part, you are a very good program. And to Phil's point, because he's exactly right, if you're asked in one sentence to define Badger football or basketball, you can do it. So like I don't wanna I don't wanna one year go for oh my god they got to the sweet sixteen and now they stink again. <laughs> like the Big Ten's not that good. You can compete. You can compete and you can be consistently competitive. I'm not asking for national championships, but I am asking for what the Badgers have, which is ordinarily in March, you sit down to watch the selection show, your team's ordinarily gonna get called. I, I would. I, one thing I would disagree with there is that the Big Ten right now is actually really good. Like like Rutgers is really good and almost made it to the Sweet Sixteen. They were a disaster five years ago. Uh, they, they joked though. They joked, and that's fine. But these are these are sort of coin flip games. I, to, to to add to Declan's point, because I I feel you, and I'm watching I'm watching these teams pop up. These double the most double digit seeds that have ever like made it to the Sweet Sixteen or whatever we're flirting with here. Uh, here here's statement number five or whatever statement we're on. <laughs> I'm jealous that the Gophers are basically never relevant during March Madness. And I agree with Judd. I want sustained success. I don't think that's a pipe dream. I think it's realistic to say, hey, every other year, get to the tournament minimum and make some noise once every four or five years, right? In the history of Gopher basketball, the history of Gopher basketball, they've only been to the tournament 14 times, like I said, and they've only been to the Sweet 16 four times. And that includes the ones that were stripped away, okay? Yeah. Four. I think it was one that got stripped away. Wisconsin, by comparison, has been to the Sweet 16 every other year since 2000 on average. They've been to 10 Sweet 16s since 2000. Yeah. And they've obviously played in the Final Four a small handful of times. It's not asking for much. Just go to more tournaments than Weber State. <laughs> That's really all. Just ordinarily really make it. Just make it. You know what? Yeah. You'll lose first round at times. Totally get that. Make the tournament. There's now, what, 68 teams that get called. You should be among those 68 on a regular basis. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. Yeah. I was just going to say, this is a good time to tell you that Federated Insurance is Mm -hmm. a proud supporter of Gophers Athletics, just like we are. We may be be a little bit more harsh. Federated wants more. Federated is asking for more. You know what? Because they give more, they want more. Imagine, for the sake of Federated, okay, if you could take all the messaging and, and the partnership into the sweet 16 a couple times every five years, right? Everybody wins. Everybody wins. And business owners win because Federated's here to help business owners. They launched My Shield, the online client destination for risk management resources. Find out more about how your business can benefit from My Shield and Federated at federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours and get to the sweet 16. All right, let's go back to Declan. You guys have any more gopher statements, or can we move on with? with I've got a basketball things? one. Big picture, though. Oh, I do too. Like non gophers? Yes, yes. Okay, but it, it's about my my 
weekend, which was spent gorgeous weather, by the way. Oh, Love it. You. And you know what? I opened the shades a couple of times because I spent my weekend on the couch. And here's here's my statement. Well, hold on. Before you get your statement. I, I love that Judd get, Judd's actually a genius. Judd gets the best of both worlds. He gets to stay inside and watch basketball for three days, for two, two and a half days. But then he gets to open his curtains and look and see how nice it is outside, right? The people who are just outside can't watch the basketball game. No, and they're walking you're, by you're, my you're house, and I'm ducking down on my couch. I'm very happy. So my statement is this, and this is true all of the time, and it will never change. For a sport that I really, during the course of – the season don't watch much i watch the golfers but you know i don't dip into a lot of north carolina or kentucky or georgia uh basketball for a sport i don't watch much of it is amazing how much of the ncaa basketball tournament i devour Mm -hmm. and i know as much about that sport and its players as charles barkley does (laughs) which is nothing which is nothing so you guys yesterday I was literally flipping through, and it was great because the games were staggered perfectly. So, like, every second half, I would just go to the next one and go to the next one. And I think almost everyone but one was competitive and fun. Doesn't mean well played. But it is incredible. Like, there's no other sport that I am so detached from that I then become attached to as college basketball. Uh, I I, lo- I love the fact that people get all worked up about Barkley. Why is he on this? He doesn't know anything about college basketball. He's hilarious oh God, and entertaining. He's great. He's great. In fact, the, love the most the most entertaining thing he did all weekend was spill his coffee cup <laughs> or whatever all over yeah. the desk. Fr- Friday night, he basically <laughs> fell asleep during the highlights. It was super late, and like they show the the great thing is if if he if he uh, you know spills his drink or dozes off, they record it. And show it again. And they came back from a break and showed a still of Barkley with his eyes closed for an extended period of time. It is great. You're so right. Amazing. I love it. All right, Declan. uh, I I also have an NCAA tournament statement. Should I go next? Yeah, go for it. No, no, no. You go for it. You go for it. Okay, okay. All right. So today is the 11-year anniversary of the start of the Royce and Mackey show. Oh. Uh, I think... One of us has lost weight. The other one has gained weight. I'll let you figure out which one is which between the two of us. <laughs> I'm not. So it, in honor of the 11-year anniversary of the start of the Royce and Maggie, I'm going to bring back one of our most fun and popular segments for this statement. Unpopular Opinions was one of our favorite oh, segments yes. for years mm-hmm. on that show. And it, it kind of ran its course because we did it weekly. And there's really o- only so many unpopular opinions over the course of like four years you can dole out. So. But here's my unpopular opinion in statement form. Shaka Smart, overhyped. Oh, I saw I saw you tweeted that on Saturday, and our good friend Henry Lake of CCO fame came back at you. He, yeah, and by the way, H Lake and I are buds. Oh, it was We're great. Good. No, no, Not, it was a loved it. So, but you had you had noted basketball enthusiast Henry Lake clapping back at me. You had noted basketball enthusiast John Krasinski clapping back at me. Oh, you got well. no, I didn't see that. Oh, wait, wait, clap. Tell me more. Well, he just said I think it's more of a Texas problem than a Shaka problem. So we can we can have that debate. But I just want I just want to throw out a few things about Shaka. Who, by the way, I would still if if Shaka is available for a reasonable price, I would still take him here at the Jesus. University of Minnesota where he would probably not be overhyped. He would be properly hyped. Uh, he's under 500. He's been he's been at Texas for like, what, five years? Something like that? Six, whatever it is. He's under 500 in conference at Texas. Yep. He's never, he's never won a regular season conference championship at either Texas or VCU. Yep. So he, he, won, he won the Big 12 tournament, and that's great. Like, awesome. You don't, don't have to apologize for that. But he's, he's never won a, a regular season conference title, including at VCU. And over the weekend, he lost to a school named Abilene Christian University mm-hmm. that literally just had like a hodgepodge roster of guys that, you know, weren't good enough to play Division One. Mm-hmm. And to make it worse, they ran havoc <laughs> for two and a half hours against Shaka Smart's Texas team. They took his system defensively, full court press the entire game ran it against him and befuddled that team and made them look terrible. Uh, so I'm just, I'm not saying he's garbage. I'm just saying shock is smart. Eh, eh, that final four run was about a decade ago. Now eh, I'm not sure what in he's fairness done. To you, overhyped. In, in fairness to you, when I saw that, that tweet at first, 
I thought it was incredibly fair. Because, like, we all thought this was going to be the second coming of coaching, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Teague, I still think Teague got the job here, I think, because there, there was an incorrect assumption made that Teague and Shaka were attached at the hip. I mean, that's why he got the job here. Like, there's no other reason. Go back and look. There is no other reason why Norwood Teague got the job here. It was one thing. He was going to bring a basketball coach who was seen as the, the next um, Pat Riley, John Wooden. So I saw your tweet. I thought, that's fair. And then H. Lake and Johnny K. both clap back oh, at man. you. I didn't I realize, be- like, you had two of the heads of basketball in <laughs> your it face. Sounds, sounds, it sounds like, like, some of the boosters at Texas might get too involved, and it's just like it's more of a Texas it's football no, and basketball no, problem. Right? Us, but no, 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 man. Uh, just saying, you got matumboed. Yeah, you saying. got matumboed by by mediating this down. No, 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 no. Get that tweet out of here, Phil Mackey. I love it. I love Dikembe Mutombo showing up in the in the commercial. How great a commercial is that? Yeah, those are good. I Amazing. still laugh at that. All right, Dex. all right, back all to right. Dex. So again, my weekend statements are all of what I was doing in North Carolina. Uh, visiting my brother, but I'm going to start actually in the airport. So I have a first, I have a statement that I realized in the airport when I was leaving on Wednesday. Now, Phil, uh, to rewind, Mackie did a list on Black Wednesday of the best drinking holidays, right? The, the best days to drink. So I took a list and I said, what are the five best places to enjoy a drink? Mm. And I want your guys' wow. opinion on this list. Wow, dude. Mm-hmm. Power rankings of the best places to enjoy a beer. Love this. Number one, the ballpark. To me, it's still the ballpark. I love a, a sunny day, baseball, fresh cut grass, hot dogs in the air. Are you kidding me? Number one, bar none, ballpark. Mm-hmm. Number two for it, me. It, tough to screen. It yep. is, right? Number two for me is the airport. Now, I know ballpark and airport beers are basically at like a 300% surcharge over these next three items. But there's something about sitting at the airport the excitement of going somewhere, and I don't know what it is. Maybe there's a little extra splash of booze in there, but I love the feeling of an airport beer, and it just hits different. Okay, so let's talk about the airport for a second here. I love the idea of airport drinking, but I have a few, and these might just be my own mental blocks. So my biggest phobia when it comes to traveling is having to go number two on an airplane, and I'd also (laughs) rather avoid going number one. Sure. So, and... And sometimes with me and my stomach, really? food, like food plus alcohol Number can cause a certain reaction. I don't want to get up. Yeah. I don't want to have to get up and it, like walk I don't want to get up a lot, but one is, I mean, one I'm fine I, with. I also, I don't like the awkward dance of like having to get up and walk all the way back. And then there's a line <laughs> and now you're standing there. Like the whole thing, I will, I will hold it until my bladder explodes wow. if, mm-hmm. if I can make it to the destination. And so drinking a bunch at the airport. If I'm going to drink at the airport, it's like a little pour of bourbon that I can sip. I'm not going to drink like two or three beers because I know that I'm going to have to pee like four times on the plane. Two or three beers so is a lot that's, at that's the airport. Right. Yeah. Well, the power. I move- mean, it sounds, sounds, like, it sounds like Declan drinks more, at least well, two or three beers at the airport. He said he, on- did. <laughs> I he had, said he did on Twitter. Yeah, I saw I had, the tweets. I on- had two beers and a shot. Oh so I, I have to be liquidly medicated to get on a flight. In fact, oh, okay. I had the most terrifying, I'll be honest, I had the most terrifying landing I've ever experienced yesterday coming back from Raleigh. Windy? Like, windy. Oh, the wind is hard. Rocking, yeah. rocking, yep. like as we're going. Yep, the plane goes to in the like point. This. Yep. I had the death grips on both handles. Thank God there's no middle <laughs> seats. And I also had my noise canceling headphones off because I was seriously prepared for them to say brace for impact. That's how freaked out I was at the landing because I don't Actually, do can well. I? So let me let me give you a little advice on that front. And our old friend Derek Wetmore had a flying fear, not like fear, but like he would just get anxiety on flight. And yes. so a little, little shot for him would help too. Here's my advice to you. And I, I realize this. I used to get some flight anxiety like 15 years ago. There's nothing you can do. If something <laughs> goes wrong, you're going to die. And so it doesn't matter like if you get anxious or you can grab the handles like you're literally on a bird that's going from 30,000 feet down to the ground and you're at the mercy of whatever forces want to do to you at that point. So like, it's actually very peaceful to know that there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to accept my fate regardless of whether we land clean or not. And and plus they've, they've come, come up with pretty good um, solutions for what they call wind shear now, which did crash a flight in Dallas in the eighties. Uh, but I once landed in Chicago. I think it was a commuter plane, and it was literally 
we were, I think we hit on two wheels and then, and then hit. So it like went, it bounced, it hit one side oh and then the second side came down because oh it was awful. It. But you know Love what? It. Phil's right, man. Okay. You're dead. That, that's why I've always loved, I've always loved this line. It's safer than a car. Well, statistically, yes, there's more cars, so cars crash all the time and planes don't. But let's define safer, okay? <laughs> fender bender. Oh, no, I have to go to the insurance company because I had a fender bender. Let's see. Airplane fender bender explosion. <laughs> you you identify, you identify me through my dental records, but it's safer than a car. <laughs> yeah, my skin's melted off my body. I'm feeling really good about it. God. Like, like the, the statement itself is so ludicrous. No, you're right. You're right. But anyway, um, Phil's right. You're going to die. Rounding out to the list here after ballpark and airport are boat, campfire, and home. Now, I've heard some people say shower beers. A lot of people my age love shower. I hate I don't an do alcoholic beers. beverage. It's, that is no. not a time to be drinking. And, and let, let it be known, I like to drink at a lot of places. And how long's your shower then? Yeah, like, like I, if you're gonna do shower beer, how long are you showering for, and what else are you doing? Lot, I got a lot of clap back from this ring. I said, "Well, a shower beer, a shower beer." I'm like, "No, beers do not belong in the shower. They just it's do weird. not." So that is my power ranking of best place to enjoy beer: ballpark, airport, so, boat, campfire, right. home. Uh, I, I would I would probably rank home above campfire. Uh, I feel you on the boat. The thing about the boat, again, this is just me. I just I have fair Irish skin, and so I burn uh, very easily. I and if too. I if I have too much sun exposure and alcohol, then yeah. my night is over very quickly. <laughs> so that's an issue for me. And then the campfire thing, I just don't really love smelling like campfire and mm. having like my eyes feel like my like my eyes get all dry. Again, these are more just me having problems. problems. Yeah, yeah camp- so would, campfire suck. So for me, I would probably just go ballpark and home. Let's ballpark, cut to the chase. Bars, the yeah. problem with boat, the problem with boat, because boat beers are fun. The issue though is. And this question has never been answered for me. Who's the designated driver on a boat? Like, if you're going out drinking now, you know, it's pretty, you know, Johnny's not going to drink. Well, thanks. Johnny's going to drive us home. Or I'm going to catch an Uber or or a cab, right? The boat. Answer me this. Who raises their their hand and says, you know what? Not drinking. Because last I checked, there have been some horrific accidents on lakes. Oh God! Because yeah. of drinking, but I'm saying you don't. It's not a. It's not a simple. I'll just drive the boat. It's like I just had six beers. I can drive the boat, and then you're swerving all over. No boats, dangerous. Campfire suck. Home, 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 and home. My three favorite places to drink beer: the couch, the kitchen, maybe the bedroom. If wow. I've been drinking, wow, good for you. I'll take one upstairs. Yeah, take one upstairs once in a while. But yes, All right, we're, ballpark is good too. I think we're back to Judd here. All Let's right, see. let's see here. Uh, 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 what do I want to do next? What do I want to do next? You know what? I'm going to do this one. The local hockey team. All right. I think Dex missed b- both these games, or at least one of them. You probably saw the Thursday I game. I saw uh, a Thursday night's game, and me and my brother watched yeah. the first period before it was six okay. nothing after right. twenty, and we turned it off. After <laughs> after the executive producer of Mackie and Judd last Monday declared there are no oh. weaknesses. My statement is this. The Wild got a very good lesson about where it stood when it comes to a comparison to the Colorado Avalanche. Outscored 11-1 to in two games. It was legit, too. This was no 11-1. to It was a little bit of a fluke. Uh, and and the Nathan McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen line, the top line for the Avs, Phil Mackey, in two games, 17 points. So... 11 to 1 outscored and one line, one three person combination, 17 points in two games. It was a valuable uh, lesson for the Wild to learn about where things stand right now when you are uh, when you are playing the creme de la creme. Uh, didn't Russia beat the United States like yes. 11 to 1 or something in 1980 before they ten, met again? 10, 10 to, to three, 3 in a exhibition game. We got three goals. 10 to 3 in an Exhibition game at Madison Square Garden. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, the, the Avs are damn good when they want to be. They started the year sort of, ah, we could try, but do we really want to? And then about two weeks ago, they flipped the switch. The switch is impressive. It is very impressive. It was a yep. long weekend of hockey for our team. But you know what? The good news is, boys, 
They got two against the Ducks coming up at home, and the three of us could field a team and have a chance against the Ducks. Quack. Quack. More yep. Ducks, more Coyotes. Yeah, quack. I think th- you quack on this, Declan. <laughs> I think uh, I think the new did the new Mighty Ducks show on Disney Plus come out over the I saw a bunch of ads um, for it over the weekend. I think including, it did. Okay, I think it check did. that out. Are you not going to watch it? Uh, I, I I okay. I like the Mighty Ducks. I'm not like all gung ho like every other minute. Like it's a oh, good wow. movie. It's good. It's good. It's it like it, it's just I don't sit down and like I'd watch Miracle and Mystery Alaska before I'd watch Mighty Ducks. Oh great! I have respect for you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Judd's never seen Mighty Ducks. Nope. Right. Nope. And I probably never will. I've seen parts of it. Okay. Judd, Judd reviews right, Mighty we, Ducks. We will have to do, I think we might just have to do, we'll have to do oh, sports wow. movie rewind mixed in with yes. rom-com rewind mixed cool. in with action movie rewind Mighty yes. Ducks. Okay. Uh, my next statement uh, is accompanied by like a 90 second audio clip here. But R- Randy Moss was apparently in town over the weekend. There was some autograph signing or something. And he was hanging out with, it, it looked like some restaurant patio, maybe tavern, any diner, just based on people sleuthing. But Randy Moss was in town. He was hanging out with Tommy Kramer and some other friends from Minnesota. Yeah, I think Carl Lee former, possibly, right? Okay. The former Viking. And they were literally sitting outside, and he was telling stories. And the clip you're going to hear is Randy Moss telling a story about the infamous mooning incident at Green Bay in the playoffs. 2000, I think it was January 2005. So here we go. I'm just going, you know, fake moon them. Yeah. Man, when I get back to the to the to the to Winter Park, <laughs> I get out to my truck. They tell me, Randy, Randy. I said, what? They, well, you know they're gonna find you, boy. I said, man, come on now. I was thinking it was all in fun, and you know, with the game. Boy, they'd hit me for that thirty, forty thousand dollars fence. Hey, Carl, that was your whole salary, guys. I told him. Now you think about it. Man, I got to go to appeal court. All if you time. get a, if you a late hit, a late hit on sportsmanlike conduct, what seventy five hundred first offense. Man, I ain't had no offenses. I ain't been doing nothing crazy. It ain't like I'm out there playing dirty ball. Man, when they boy they hit me with that fine, telling my boy you done fake moon them boys, and I looked at that fine sheet. Oh boy, I was hot. I was hot. I was hot. So. Not not by the team. No, they thought it was hilarious. Oh, I thought it was. The Viking, the Viking, the franchise. Thought it, was, it was funny because you know how you ride into a stadium. So as we ride into the stadium, y'all remember that oh, it yeah. used to be a big lot right beside us. Now they got the hotel over there, the uh, oh, yeah. hotel Kohler or whatever. Like okay, that. so back in the day, that used to be a whole like a little lip. That everybody uh, party, party and when our buses came in, they would egg us or moon us. And that day, that day we came through the boy it was ten bucks right there lined up, and all of them was white, naked too, Vinny. So I said, I gotta get some for y'all. I scored that game winning touchdown, boy. Hey, I'm gonna tell you what, it felt good. God, he's the best. He's the best. Oh, it's hilarious. My, my statement is: Randy Moss is a national treasure. Yeah, dude. Amen. Oh my God. I love that last line. He goes, they had, we had 10 buses lined up or whatever, and they were all white, a bunch of white butt cheeks. That's, that story is so good. I can't believe it took till now to get out. That's a great story. Yeah. And bravo to that. That wound up going out on Tommy Kramer, former Viking quarterback, Tommy Kramer's Twitter account. Bravo, whether it was Tommy or somebody else, bravo to whoever rolled on that story and put it out over the weekend on social media. Randy Moss, man. They thought it was right, funny. Back, I love back that. Back to Declan. All right. My second statement. And this uh this happens in North happens in North Carolina every time I go. So my brother lives in a cul-de-sac. He's very tight with all of his neighbors. He's got a five year old and and now a six month old. Um and a bunch of other neighbors too have kids around the same age. But there's one house in the cul-de-sac. It's the Castile household. And they're a little older. Um, they, they got, they got kids that are now in college, but we always go over there. We sit in the garage and we, and usually we watch a bunch of sports games. I'm able to, me and him are able to sneak away from the sister-in-law and the kids for a couple hours, watch a couple sports games. Now, my main man, Victor, Victor Castillo, he's a, from the Dominican Republic and he loves the Yankees. He's a humongous New York sports fan. However, he also loves the Minnesota twins and what? has always been rooting for the Minnesota twins. And as even from other people from the Dominican Republic where he grew up, for, grew up in, and watched baseball, they always were humongous Twins fans. So even though the Yankees have given them fits, and, and, and he has, he'll, he'll pour that on on me. He'll pour the salt on me that, that you can't beat the Yankees. But he has admitted to me even that 
There are moments and games and situations where the Twins absolutely should have won and beat the Yankees in a playoff game, and they just couldn't. So I'm, I'm explaining to him, you know, this 18-game losing streak, and he's aware of it. His son Ryan is playing the highlights from Alex Rodriguez hitting that two-run bomb off Nathan in 2009. We're watching the 2017 collapse. They're pouring salt on the wound, but at the same time, he, com- he tells me that we, there are people still rooting for the Twins outside of Minnesota. So I just wanted to bring that statement that even though we are sometimes very frustrated and rightfully so over this losing streak, there are people outside of Minnesota who do want to see the Twins break this dang postseason losing streak and win a damn playoff game. So you're saying that people outside of Minnesota just pity the Twins, basically. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess. Feel, that's still bad. So he's a Yankee fan, but he likes the Twins? He, yeah, he does. He, li- he likes the Twins. He does. He feels bad for the Twins. No, he feels bad for the Twins. He probably feels a little bad. bad. He feels it's, lost it's 18, 18 years. Yeah. They've just now they've just become this thing that people just sort of pity because they can't win up. They can't even score four runs in a playoff game. Like it's just now it's just pathetic. It's it really, is pathetic. It's really, really pathetic. I, I did the math. I did the math then when I was when I was there. You, you have played two hundred and seventy innings at least. I'm not even counting extra innings. So some of those games went to extras. You have played at least two hundred and seventy innings of postseason baseball, and you haven't found a way to win one game. Dude. It's it's, uh, it's it's really bad. I actually have a twin statement here that might make you feel a little bit better. I'll just okay. jump in line and, and segue here. Uh, so, Declan, you put out on the Scornar Twitter account the lineup against the Braves today. This feels like a potential opening day lineup, depending on left field. We'll right. see. So my statement is kind of like this lineup, kind of like this lineup. If this lineup can stay intact, I think the Twins have a pretty good chance to win a playoff game for the first time in almost 20 years. Max Kepler, Josh Donaldson batting second, Nelson Cruz batting third, Jorge Polanco, Byron Buxton batting fifth. And I agree with that. The guy's like 27. Take the damn training wheels off. Move them up in the order and see what happens. Sano, Andleton Simmons, Jake Caven left until Alex Kirloff gets up at some point, and Ryan Jeffers at catcher. It's a pretty, pretty good lineup. Pretty good. Right? Opening day, so, though. Maeda in place of Cruz. That's the key. Maeda hitting ninth and plays the cruise. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think I bat him third, just like Guardy. Just keep the lineup intact and put Maeda third so that him. everyone else can feel comfortable. Just uh, just slot him right in there. Yeah, so there I, there I, it is on the screen for the YouTube. Audience. I mean, if you if, if you slap out K for let's say it's Brett Rooker or Kirloff, I mean, yeah, I I genuinely like that lineup. I like that lineup a lot. Mm-hmm. Dudley. So we'll see. All right, my next statement. <clears throat> um. Free agency in the National Football League officially began on Monday, and the legal tampering period began a week ago. And last time I checked, unless something has changed since we started to uh, record Mackie and Judd today, the left side of the Vikings offensive line is vacant of starting caliber players. Yeah, I'll repeat that. Riley Reef took a lesser d- deal and got out of town and went to the Bengals. Um, Dakota Dozier obviously not coming back, and left guard is not filled. The left side of the Vikings line right now, and I know it's March, so don't tell me it's March, is vacant of players. Think about that. Like, as much as people, rightfully so, complained about the offensive line last year, it is currently worse than it was last year. Like, maybe one of the three worst offensive lines in the end. Like, you don't – now, there are still guards available, and cheap plug – we will discuss all of the available guards. If you want meat and potatoes football discussion, Purple Daily today is going to be your jam. But, um, yeah, like, it, it, like if you're Kirk Cousins and you're sitting back there right now, what are you thinking? Are you, are you, are, are you in the loop and they've said, listen, we've got, we're, we got a guard for you. We're going to trade or we're going to trade for Orlando Brown Jr. over here. Or are you just sitting back panicked and planning know. your exit at some point? I don't know. Because if they – but the problem is, you know, they, they could have good intentions to try and trade for Orlando Brown Jr. They could have good intentions to try and draft a left tackle. I don't know. But what I do know is that, that the head coach so far has gotten the areas that he sees as the points of emphasis addressed. And the offensive line, which, you know, this is not a new thing, breaking news. The O-line has been a problem. So far, has been ignored. Like, it's been totally ignored. And Reef, who who you basically said you need to take a pay cut, told you to get lost, and took a lesser deal to go to the Bengals to play right tackle with Joe Burrow. And then and then raved 
at his press conference about how Joe Burrow is a guy that you really see yourself wanting to block for. And I don't oh, know if that meant boy. that Kirk wasn't, but like, it's like, yeah, he took less money to go play for a guy coming, a, a second year quarterback coming off a knee injury. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there that, that this, that the offensive line right now has three guys who can start. Yeah. All right. Final, final statements, Declan. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fresh out of statements. You got so Declan, it. I, go ahead. I got, I got one more here. It's Minnesota needs a cookout. Now, there is a fast food establishment, mostly in the South, called Cookout. Mm. And it is my favorite thing. of like. And there's a lot of great food in North Carolina. There's, there's a ton of great food. But in terms of fast food, I think this is elite. I want to share with you guys this menu on the screen here. And you wow. tell me you, you don't want to at least try some of this stuff here, on here. So they have things called trays. You pick out a tray. I'm going to get the banner off as well. So you have options between hamburgers, two hot dogs, uh, regular chicken barbecue, Cajun chicken, spicy chicken, and then you get so you, the, pick, you, you pick a meat base. It yep, looks like you, you get like a like a, a base entree essentially, and then you get two sides too. Two of these sides, and there's a bunch of good sides from hush puppies Ooh. to coleslaw, onion rings, fries, nuggets, chili, corn dog, quesadilla, bacon wrap. What's it, a what's what is a what is bacon wrap? I, I'm guessing uh, like a probably bacon, a, just bacon wrapped in bacon. Probably like one of those nice like a uh, you know artisan sandwiches with bacon, but just fast food style. So oh. as, as I can say, as the best way I can say it there. But and then also they have this thing in the south, and you can find some of these like I think like at World Market or even like maybe some Whole Foods. There's this beverage called chair wine. I don't know if you guys have ever had chair wine. It's basically like the best, a better tasting cherry uh, uh, Dr Pepper. It's like it's like cherry Dr Pepper, but it tastes ten times better. Is there is there vodka in it? Can you put vodka in it? Uh, if, if you like vodka in it, you are more than welcome to do so. I personally wouldn't. I'm not a vodka person, but if you would like to drop a shot of vodka in there, by all means, please go ahead and do so it. So I'm going to ask a dumb Southern food question here. So hush puppies, that's basically macaroni and cheese wrapped in f- like a fried coating. That is correct. Is that correct? Yes, I or believe cheese. It. There's or cheese inside yeah. or something. Yes. Good for you. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. I think on this menu here that you're showing us, I'm probably if you want to be health conscious, you probably just go with the meat base only. Yeah. Um, and then and then go with something that's not going to end your life in the side section. But if you're just going for it, I'm going big double burger or the two hot dogs. OK, I'm going with one of those two. And then I'm going onion rings and hush puppies. Where's the and slaw? I'm washing, I'm washing it down with whatever. No it, slaw? It, I love when there's big- onion. Big thing no. of slaw with meat's great. Also, love, love slaw, but not when there's onion rings and hush puppies on the menu. The, the, the best thing about coleslaw in the South is they don't use mayonnaise base. So, the, oh, like, if you've ever, if you've only had coleslaw here in Minnesota and you have coleslaw down in the South, it is completely different and it is wow. one hundred times better. Vinegar over mayonnaise nine days a week, dude. It's so good. Amazing. Wow. Well, that's my final. Statement. Amazing. I love. I love that you. Sh- I, I love a good menu. Really, any oh, yeah. anytime anyone wants to just put a good menu. On, if, if you guys even like, even like during the middle of write that down. If you just want to pause and say, "All right, I'm going to put a menu good on menu. the screen," just stare at it for like 15 minutes. So now, this is our menu halftime show. Do, I'm here for. It. Do you guys go and and if you're going to go to a restaurant now, uh, go online and look at the menu beforehand. Dawn, Almost every time, Dawn does that for like three days, and she'll mm. like change her mind about stuff. I never do it. Yeah, but she's like always prepared. I'm mostly with Judd. I I don't like knowing. I kind of that's kind of the fun of it is is going there and seeing the menu, the excitement. I'm good. I'm good either way, but I, I get so excited that I I want. I think that's how she is. Like, yeah, like yeah. she like gets excited about it, and then it's like I'm going to get this and that. And then the problem is she often tries to tell me what I should get, and I'm like I want to decide myself. But mm-hmm. then she'll she'll be like, No, you would like this, and I think it's because she wants to sample it from my plate. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, that's I mean, a you, good idea on her part, but yeah. can't let that. It's not judge friendly. No. You really. I'll let her sample what I get, but I mean, I'm going to get what I want to get. I just don't think it's fair. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the the glimpse at the menu there from Declan on statements is powered by our friends at Whamatech. If you were looking at that menu or listening to it on a broken down phone, tablet, or laptop, well, maybe it's time to, to break down and get a new one. But you don't have to break the bank because Whamatech, a local Minnesota-based company, can help you out. So they will they will they will do a couple things for you. Uh, they'll buy your old device for cash, and then they'll sell you a, a slightly pre-owned device directly and pass savings onto you through that process as well. Whamatech.com. That's W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. 
Uh, good session. I think we, we covered the go for coaching search, Vikings meat and potatoes, actual meat and potatoes with a food menu, and some drinking advice, all in, in statements there. Yeah. Don't boat that much. It's not that great. Don't what that much? Boat. Oh, boat. Go yes, boating. 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 I'm not the biggest fan, really. Judd's also just like scared of anything that could. I'm not scared result. of it. I just, I'd prefer to stay home, okay? I guess <laughs> if I had a really nice boat, it might change it, but that ain't happening. All right, that's a wrap on today's episode of Mackie and Judd. Also, be sure we're giving away $100 every single day through the Score North app to someone who just opens it flat out. If you, if you open the Score North app, you can register. Open the Score North app or download it if you don't already have it. Register and enter the Score North Pick Your Prize contest through Listener Rewards. We're giving away $100 every day, and then whoever wins the $100 is entered to win a $10,000 prize pack through one of our nine partners. So check that out on the Score North app. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0.00. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.